Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's the Fastlane on 101 ESPN with former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. 303, your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Let's head to the Air Comfort Service. Nope, let's head to the Brown and Crewman Celebrity Line where Brian Lawton, NHL Network analyst, former NHL player, agent, and general manager now joins us. How you doing, Brian? Doing fantastic. How are you? We're, uh, we're doing we're doing great. We're enjoying this NHL trade deadline. <laughs> uh, I do want to ask you what you're hearing, though, because obviously here in St. Louis, people are interested. What are you hearing on the Colton Pareko trade rumors right now? Uh, spoken to a lot of different teams about it, to be honest with you. A lot of guys have interest. The term is of concern. It's not that he's so high priced. It's just on the, in the analytics world, the numbers are down a little bit on Colton. Um, how much people read into that. It depends which organization you talk to, but there's definitely interest there in him. And I hear there's a little bit of interest in a guy like Nick Letty as well. Wow, that's a new one. Lots haven't heard Nick Letty's name yet. Uh, to, to the best of your ability, did, what what teams do you think would be the ones that kind of kick in the tires right now on either defenseman, but in particular Colton Pareko because of you know, his contract and the fact that he's got a Stanley Cup championship and, and all those things. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's anybody that's looking for D, right? I mean, obviously Toronto has gone out. We saw they just acquired Gustafson, so they're probably done. Uh, they're a team that I felt could add another layer to their team defensively if they want to get by Tampa, which is not going to be easy. Um, aside from that, I think you could look to anybody else. LA's looking to make improvements on their D. Um, I think Edmonton is clearly looking to make improvements on their D. I think the Minnesota Wilds, for that matter, are a team that's looking to make some improvements on their D. So there's suitors out there. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, coming up with the right fit. When you look at the D class right now, though, there are quite a few names still floating around. You know, I don't think Carlson's going anywhere, but you certainly got Chikrin. Uh, Cam Fowler's name is out there a little bit. Ryan McDonough's name along with Ekholm. So all of a sudden, we've got a market that's kind of flush with good veteran D, and that's where Colton fits in. Lots of watching all these trades. It's like an arms race in the East in the Eastern Conference. Like Toronto, obviously Boston's having a heck of a year too. Uh, they just picked up a couple of guys. There is going to be some serious matchups in right away in that first round. Uh, no doubt about it. I mean, my goodness, the year Boston is having, and guess what? Orloff looked. I watched their game last night. He looked really good for them. I mean, they are just that much stronger now. So that has set off a chain reaction clearly in the East. I haven't seen that in the West though. 
And to me, the team that would start that off, and I'm not sure they're going to, would be Colorado. But they've been pretty quiet so far. Brian Lawton joining us right now in the fast lane on 101 ESPN NHL Network analyst. Brian, what what do you think of the the overall moves by Doug Armstrong trading of Vladimir Tarasenko for some draft compensation, and of course Ryan O'Reilly and Olachari to Toronto, and the latest move is uh, Ivan Barbashev going to Vegas for prospect Zach Dean. Overall, how do you think Army has done given the circumstances in St. Louis? Uh, you know what. <clears throat> Um, Doug and I are friends, but we're we're not great friends, and I always say the same thing. I just have a lot of admiration for him. I think he does an incredible job. Uh, I think he thinks outside the box. I don't believe he's ever fearful. You know, you got a lot of a lot of GMs can be driven by fear and greed. I think he stays away from that. He makes very logical decisions. Uh, I think he's one of the best GMs in the NHL, to be honest with you. I really do, and he's proven that over time. And I think he's doing some of his best work right now. These are not easy decisions. As a matter of fact, I'd say eight out of every 10 GMs would not do what he's done. And I'd say he's right to reevaluate his club, not necessarily to rebuild. I don't think he's doing that, but just to take a step back and figure out where you're going with your salary cap. We're still going to have some strife in terms of it going up for a couple more years and just trying to plot the course for the franchise. Uh, you know, somebody said, oh, well, will Doug Armstrong maybe not continue on with St. Louis in some way, shape, or form? I said, I have no idea about his contract, but if I were Doug Armstrong, um, I wouldn't be too worried. He would be rehired instantly by somebody else because he does a fantastic job. Lots, if we look at the way things are going right now here with St. Louis and, and Army doing a great job, uh, liquidating some of the assets that he had to try and, and like you said, retool, you know, reshuffle, however you want to put it. It's not a rebuild because, in my opinion, the Blues have too many players on long-term contracts for this to be a full rebuild. So Army's going to have to shift gears to try and make this team, we'll call it competitive, very quickly. What's the best route to do that? In your opinion, he's a former GM and player agent, obviously a, play, a player as well. Like you're looking at the salary cap, the situation, St. Louis's current salary cap, as well as roster construction. You know, what would be your first thing that you'd address if you were Army? Uh, the first thing you got to do, and it's always the toughest thing to do for organizations. I've been part of this. It's to self-evaluate. It's easy to talk yourself into being better than you are. The people that can do that really well tend to have the most success. So anything that Doug does, we'll start with that. Where are we really at? They have a lot of draft capital all of a sudden. And what does that mean, you have a lot of draft capital? It means you can expend it really quickly if you'd like to retool on the fly or bring in some veteran players. That will come back into play before the draft. So he has the ability to really analyze his team and what he has. Obviously, they picked up Kasperi Kapanen. You know, he'll get a free look at him. Uh, he'll be looking around to see what other players, maybe they can find some low-hanging fruit, maybe those Michael Bunting or Cardi Verhage type players that are out there. Uh, and then he'll put it all together and figure out what the best course is. Uh, it wouldn't be a shock to me if that didn't happen, maybe right away. It's such a strong draft that you know it could be plausible to be patient for a year and to make some of the picks that they potentially have this year and see how that pans out. But I do think it's very clear that Cairo, Thomas, 
some of these younger players are going to form the foundation of this organization going forward. Brian, you just you mentioned Casperi uh, Kapanen uh, coming over here via the waiver wire. Uh, Army picked him up off waivers. Uh, you've been watching him for a number of years, as I have. He had pretty good success in Toronto, and at one point was you know highly touted young player in Toronto. And for whatever reason, it didn't work out in Pittsburgh. Whether it was the player, the organization, or a combination of both, for that matter. You know, for our listeners right now here in St. Louis, and what you know about the player. What can they look forward to seeing out of Kasperi Kapanen right now? Brings a lot of speed. He's had some instances where he's been really good in this league. The consistency hasn't been there. He's been through two organizations, and I think that this is really a critical time for him. Um, you know, a little he's considered a little bit of a loose player. So he's gone to a place where that is not very well taken by the organization. So I think you'll find out really quickly how he's going to do. But in my analysis, watching him, if this is a guy that raises his level of professionalism as a player, um, there's no reason that he can't be a top six forward for a team. But that's an individual decision up to him that when you really – do your due diligence, forget about the actual watching and scouting him that way. But when you try to get the full picture of a guy, uh, if he can clean that part up, I think he's got a really bright future. If he doesn't, I think it's going to be really quick in St. Louis. But that's totally up to him. It is a worthwhile um, risk, in my opinion, for the St. Louis Blues because he could be a hell of a player. All right, last one I got for you here, Lots, and this one's a little off the board. I was doing a little uh, cap-friendly CSI work today. (laughs) Okay, dangerous. Yeah, very dangerous. But I was super intrigued to look at the Detroit Red Wings, who sit three points out of a wild-card spot right now, and they have $25 million in cap space. They'll have $27 million in cap space come Friday if they don't do anything else. What do you think Steve Eiserman has up his sleeve right now? I mean, that's a team that could get in, but he could also broker deals and get a bunch of picks or prospects from other teams too. Yes, and I think it's a great question, and I think the answer is minute to minute. Last night was a big disappointment for their group, I'm sure, but they'll be right back at it against Ottawa. I felt like this stretch leading up to the deadline would hopefully clarify the direction that they might go in. I felt like they were making strides where they would not be selling players. I think that came into question a little bit uh, after last night's performance, but I don't think Steve knows. I think he'll watch again tonight. He'll reevaluate and he'll go from there. They have a lot of really interesting players. Some of them former St. Louis Blues. I've had a number of teams ask me about Sunquist. He's played well there. He is what he is, um, but he's an effective third line player for sure in this league but stevie overall has done an incredible job i mean uh, he just re-signed jake wallman and that's a guy that was really popping up on a lot of people's radar screens a defenseman that's been under the radar also well known as you know oh yeah that has just played just played terrific for them so uh, a lot of good things happening with detroit uh, I don't think it's the end of the world if they don't make it this year, but Stevie's so darn competitive. You can rest assured he wants to. Brian, great stuff as always. We appreciate it. We love your work on uh, NHL Network as well as an analyst. And, uh, again, we thank you for your time. Enjoy the rest of the deadline. My pleasure, guys. Thank you very much. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.